Hello everyone and welcome back to Changing Minds Through Gaming, a series where mental health and gaming combine. They squish together, like, like so. Today we're at the wonderful Tape Community Music and Film of Old Colwyn in North Wales, which is this building behind me over here. And we're here with pretty much the entire Tape team. Um, we're going to be playing some Mario Kart. It's going to be pure chaos, there's no other word for it. Friendships are going to be made and quite possibly lost. Probably mainly lost, to be honest, let's, let's face it. Yeah. But anyway, team bonding, let's go. Are you ready for some frills and spills? Some crashes and clashes? And some mayhem? Yes? Well, you probably come to the right place. We've got three battles lined up for you, so let's jump straight into the driver lineup for round one. First up, we have the one, the only, Curtis Branwood Williams. Racing experience, too much. Quite high on the rage score there, and the fun fact he is an official Jason Momoa lookalike, as you can see from his um, beautiful, beautiful hair um, and facial features. That got weird. Next up, Hev Vaughan Williams. Quite high on the racing experience as well, quite evenly matched with Curtis, will be an interesting race between the two. Fun fact he has lucrative sponsorship deals with Iron Bro, Quavers, and Mr. Sheen. Raking in the money there, Hev. What a lad. Third up, we have the one, the only, Clemmy Saunders. 24 years of age, racing experience moderate, quite average on the rage score, be interesting to see if she gets pushed to the edge out there today. Sponsored by Plant Kind Everywhere. Ooh. And what's this? We have a surprise entrant, it's Tyler Jones, the youngest in the field at 23. <laughs> Only quite average racing experience and very low on the rage score, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays into his hands out there. Didn't practice because he's cool. What kind of tournament does he think this is? What kind of standards is he holding? So there we have the lineup. Who's going to win this? Who knows? We've got some dark horses and some favourites. Make your predictions down below or send them in on a postcard. Same difference. We good? Yeah. Let's go. What the hell? You shot me, man. Oh, oh. Oh, there you are, guys. Hello. Uh, who's that? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it was me. It was me anyway. Oh, something's hitting. Oh, mate, me and Gertz are neck and neck. <laughs> <laughs> How's that, Gertz? Oh, no. Yep. Whew. God damn, that was I close. literally threw the shell just yeah. as you were doing. Yeah, I know, I saw it coming. <laughs> that was a good race for a little bit, Gertz. It was, yeah, no, no, that was, that was neck and neck. Yeah, is yours okay, Clemmy, or are you just a bit I don't shit? know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, not this shit. Oh god. Oh god. My controller's not working. Ah, that's it. So let's jump into the mental health chat of this episode. A lot of the questions asked revolve around mental health in the workplace. It's kind of interesting to see and kind of ask what kind of experiences people have had at work. So we'll be starting off asking Curtis and have some questions. Um, I think... There was a, a period of time when I was working in a place that shall not be named where I basically was like not sleeping too well and it was a case of me going in and like having like a cup of coffee like three, four, five cups of coffee a day and like it, it's at that point where you see someone chugging like copious amounts of caffeine that you should really stop and ask yourself are they doing okay 
because sometimes you know it's it's kind of like the little things you don't really notice um, with that kind of thing that you you go around and you're like oh it's okay that you know <clears throat> staying up until the late hours of the night um, playing video games and eating pizza and uh, drinking a lot of coffee uh, caffeine the next day. Oh, this is chaos. Ah, oh, what just happened? This game is rigged. Hello. <laughs> uh, that's definitely made me lose. Yep. Okay, cool. Please share this. Yeah. So when he hits one person. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Okay, this is when the whole thing begins to no, not yet. Well, but yeah, but if I get like sick in the other ones, I will just. Oh god, no! Uh, yeah, I messed up. Oh. I've not got it. Someone else is gonna take. Okay. I think I did really bad on this map last time. I just realised how bad my friends are at this game because I just never beat like all of them. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. Oh, I hate this map. This is like my least favourite map. I don't know, Raper Road's coming up. Yeah, the next question yeah, I asked was, like, why don't people talk about mental health? I think because people... Um, Heath? I guess it's just personal. Mm. It's like, oh, a lot of it can be personal, and I don't, I tend not to care as much, I mm. guess. I just deal with whatever happens. <sighs> Good question. I think a lot of it has to do with, I think there's like, maybe a stigma around people seeming weak and people uh, kind of feeling that they can't open up about it because it kind of opens up a lot of insecurities in people. So I feel like when a lot of people do want to talk about these things, they feel like they shouldn't because they have like a certain perception of people around them that they're doing great when the thing is no one's doing great. Everyone else is doing great, so I don't know why I should have to open up. I should be strong enough to want to do it myself, but obviously not everyone's capable of that. So you should feel that, you know, if you need to open up, you, you can open up. Ah, oh, what? Come on! What? <laughs> the floor came out from under me. Oh, gosh, again. It's awful. Oh. It is. I was oh. doing so well. It's okay. It's not the last lap yet. There's still time. Oh, there's a blue shell coming. Whoever's in first. Oh, no. I think it already got me. No. No, there's another one coming. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can see it. I feel like you're probably asking, kind of, you're asking the wrong generation why people don't talk about mental health, because yeah. we do, and, and our generation generally do talk about mental health a lot more than the last generation. Yeah. So like things like therapy and stuff, people don't mind going to therapy now or something, but whereas before you would have felt like an outsider or, or a, just, yeah, not normal if you were going to see someone about a problem more. I suppose it's probably born out of a society that, I don't know, thinks that they can solve things by just getting on with stuff and not, yeah, not sharing their feelings and things. And I guess it's probably still quite a big issue. Well, it is quite still still big issue with, I guess, everyone, but I suppose in particular males, because there is still a lot of bravado that kind of goes around. Um, so yeah, I guess it's probably just born of like past societies or past generations. And it's just been passed down to us. I guess hopefully it'll change. Ah, no, I hit my own banana! Oh, I think I'm still in it. Still oh, in it. good finish. Yes! What? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
getting there. You're getting there. It's the last one now. Uh, oh, I forgot what version it was as well. Yeah, this it's is not, like the worst one. <laughs> I don't think there's, I think it's just one long lap on this one as well. I don't think there's like multiple. Is yeah, I think it's just, you just like go around it once. Ah, oh, no! Um, especially with males, there's a stigma that you've got to be hard. In a sense, you've got to be strong backbone and all this, so people don't really want to talk about things. But as soon as people do talk about things, they feel ten times better. So it's just a case of making it the norm to talk about things. So how have past workplaces ignored mental health? It's ignored, all mental health is pretty much ignored. Yeah, probably the majority of them, to be fair. Yeah, it's just ignored, um, they don't really take into account things outside of work. So you step into work and that's it, you should forget about the outside life. I guess that can stem from different issues, I suppose, like management and being understaffed, which, uh, yeah, I guess there are issues as well within themselves, which is probably how it's kind of impacted everyone's mental health because of the bad running of things. But yeah, yeah, I'd say the majority of them. Oh, just about three points. God damn. Good game. Yeah. Well, racing to our winner. Um, how did it feel to to crush the opposition? Fun. <laughs> Fun. Nice. I like how you, you dip down. I'll <laughs> <laughs> pick you up five where it is. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> How was the race from your perspective? It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Do you feel you showed off your skills to the best of your capabilities? Um, that is a loaded question. <laughs> you lost. You I didn't. Words? I didn't lose. Have you I got came. Any words? You didn't win, so you lost. I came second. Have you got any words for Curtis next to you? Who's your superior in every way? Uh, um, uh, yeah, blue shell got me. Would have got him otherwise, I reckon. Yeah. Red, red shell, red red shell got me on the second to last one. Yeah, but that was cut tactical. I got no, no, it made sense. It was, it was at the corner. I was drifting and I fell off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. I feel like you need to sort this out in a, in a private setting. So I'll, I'll leave that to you. Okay. The the main thing is I enjoyed myself, but yeah, I did not perform very well. I didn't perform that great. If I had a chance to practice, I'd be good. <laughs> but Heath cheated. I've cheated. Yes. That's, that's big news. How did he cheat? He was doing some flicks and tricks with the remote that he didn't tell us beforehand. Uh, yes, I was there. Um, it was shameful. Me and Tyler had no chance. I don't know how Curtis did it, really. It was just, has, well, Curtis was part of it. You clearly saw this race. What were your thoughts on it? Well, I think everyone looked like they had a good time. And at the end of the day, people can only perform as well as they do in the race. You know, it all comes down to what happens on the track. And I think it was a fair fight. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, Rue did absolutely not see that race at all. But that was quite a tight battle out there, wasn't it? Between some people, anyway. Um, well, congrats, Curtis. Commiserations have. Not really. We'll be back for round two after the short ad break. Yes, we're doing ads. 
The following is a public message on behalf of Maz Lewis. Here at the centre, we create a positive working environment amongst all of our team. We look out for each other, especially when it comes to the little things. Be like Maz. Be like Maz. Be like Maz. Put your rubbish in the right bin. It's not bloody impossible. Be like Maz. Just put your rubbish in the right bin. It's not bloody impossible. Put your rubbish in the right. Put your rubbish in the right bin. It's not bloody impossible. <laughs> My name's Henry Brown, and I'm here to tell you all about how important I am. I'm great for cheering people up in the workplace. Everyone's always so happy to see me. Having a rough day? If you need support, give me a cuddle. I'm great at cuddles. I could give cuddles all day. It's what they pay me for after all. I'm also great at licking the floor, rolling about, and in general, just being too darn cute. Every workplace needs a Henry Brown. Welcome back to the inaugural Changing Minds Through Gaming Mario Kart Tournament. We've had one race already here today. Curtis Brown with Williams walked out Victor, or ran out Victor, or raced out Victor, however you want to call it. We've got two more races ahead of us. Let's jump into the lineup for round two. First up, we have Niall Jones. 25 years of age, his racing experience is in fact much more than he lets on. Middle of the park with the rage score. And a fun fact for you, he's actually commentating right now. What? Um, what kind of witchcraft is that? That's a paradox. What? Oh, no. oh anyway. Peter Buxton's next up. He's pretty old. Peter genuinely started his Mario Kart career on the Nintendo 64, so he's been on the tournament circuit for quite a while. Tape is a Velociraptor-free workplace. It's been um, rightly known to be the case. Um, I'm not entirely sure what's happened there. I'm so sorry, Peter. I think you've laughed now. I think that might be the reason why. Let's move on quickly. To the man, the myth, the legend, Aled Clark. His age is entirely irrelevant. Not much of a track record for this wily competitor, or we assume he's wily. We don't know very much about him, but... Um, could be absolutely anything out there, could be amazing, could be rubbish. And then finally, last but not least, we have Heather Evans. Not entirely sure how old Heather is. Legendary racing experience, a full-time Mario Kart career behind this wonderful individual. You'll be as good as Heather one day. Maybe. Probably not. Oh, oh, nice. Awesome. A clear favourite in this race. Uh, it's just that one doesn't run out of power mid-game. Having some more controller difficulties, as um, you can tell we've got a very high budget behind our, our series. <laughs> and some last minute coaching going on there, what's that about? They do have stats, but it probably doesn't matter. Aled Clark, poised. Well, you have to. Oh, no. That's me. Try not to go too fast. The next few questions focus on how tape operates in regards to people's mental health. In tape, I think perhaps more so than, you know, far more so than perhaps other places, is that there's always uh, an ear to listen about the work or about anything really, about anything at home. Whereas most workplaces, I guess, it's um, as a culture of leave at the door. I suppose it makes sense if you want, if, if, if that 
workplace wants to be productive, but it's not it's not good. It's not good for people just to bottle it up. And in every room, there is someone there who is willing to listen, um, and that's and that's what you that's that's what you'd uh, hope for in uh, in a workplace. I think. Do we know what the power slide is? Uh, it's a bright trigger. Do you think events like this are good for uh, for cohesion in the, in the world? That's a much better question than I could have ever asked. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's very good. I think it's it's important, isn't it, to have like days like this where you see people in a more social and relaxed setting. I think that kind of plays into mental health as well because work can be a stressful place to be sometimes and it's nice to kind of take away from that and yeah, know people on a personal level is important and should be encouraged. Like we were saying before about communication is a very important thing to kind of get across to everyone full stop and I think when you can communicate with someone on a different level like this it can only be a good thing um, Yeah, to bring about more connection to people and, and bring an understanding of, of who they are. Communication is very important. Uh, it's often overlooked. In a, in a strange way, in, s in some ways, communication is everything when it comes to the work. It's, but if you know, in, the, in this day and age, you you can't you can't leave your job behind. Sometimes it, it follows you around because you're so connected nowadays. So it's the it's the type of communication I think. I always talk about work, but um, but have to have the same connections in a way that's um, very supportive of each other rather than in a purely purely cold, uh, I say bi uh, business-like way. Don't just treat uh, the various connections at work as purely work, you know, try and make, try and make friends and uh, that will get you through even the worst patches, um, should they come along. Oh, come on, come on, come on! Yeah. No! Oh, that's close! <laughs> Who's played as who? I'm um, Ever so sorry to report that one of the cameras did in fact cut out at that exact moment. Um, no pirate ships attacked us. And there wasn't that much to report from the last two races to be honest. Um, Heather smashed us, quite predictably. Like I mentioned earlier, we do have a very high level of budget behind our series, but things like this do happen, they are inevitable. Um, even for the top end productions. 
and the low quality ones, not that that's any relevance here of course, but uh, anyway let's jump into the post-race interviews. In the cooldown room. There we go, we're on. Okay. Um, Alan Clark, how was, how was the race? The race. I felt I did incrementally better uh, after every after every race. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that reflects in the scores, but it felt like that. No. So how do you find the tournament? I found it quite entertaining. I, I had no clue what I was doing a lot of the time. Like you said, everyone possesses a high level of skill. I just wasn't born with. Have you got anything to say about your competitors and their performances? Because some people were quite good. They were they were very good. They've got a big future ahead of them in that uh, in the in the racing career. I think. Yeah, I wish them all the best. I'm glad I was involved in that early stage of their Mario Kart careers. <laughs> the other two, I think they probably cheated. There's been lots of talk about cheating today. I want to make it clear that we run a tournament which is no cheating at all. But also, there might have been. I think that probably happened because Heather was like way too good. The first time I played it, I was uh, drunk in a bar in Manchester. So, yeah. <laughs> Anything's going to be an improvement from that. Yeah, exactly. I thought anything's up from here. Yeah. yeah. I think that's enough. I think, yeah, props to us for doing this with the camera and stuff. Yeah. We know what we're doing. We're professionals. Professionals. He says of a lot of them. He talks a lot of BS, this kid. Um, anyway, congratulations to Heather Evans. Commiserations, everybody else. We've got one more race lined up for you coming soon after this brief message from one of our sponsors. Do you have problems at work with portals? Hi, we've got a solution. Wormhole control. Right there. Where is he? I see him. Are you the fellow citizen that has reported the sightings of a wormhole? I've heard, I've heard rumours of a wormhole. But I'm not sure. What I need is a professional to help me find that wormhole. Well, you came to the right people, I think. <laughs> Are you ready, guys? team of experts are specially trained to deal with all kinds of wormholes. You're getting good readings on that. What's it saying? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, dude. They'll find the source of the bridge and patch it all up in no time. Before you know it, you'll be a wormhole-free working environment again. again. Bus is so expensive. Try our service today. Welcome back to Changing Minds Through Gaming. On many thanks to Backstage Eve Club. That was genuinely the most fun to record and walk in on Tyler. You had no clue. Um, we've got one more race left for you, beautiful people out there today. Um, it's gonna be a good one. Are you ready? Well, let's go. It's our driver lineup for race for in. First of all, we have the masterful Noah Greenhalsh. Rage score of zero. Fun fact never ever raged, not even once. 
But are you sure that's right, Noah? Are you going to be able to hold that up in this competition? We'll have to wait and see. Wanted, dead or alive, it's the one-shot Kangarooster. Biscuit reward, count me in. It's 31 years of age, a very high rage score, 9.5, the highest in the entire tournament. His racing experience is extreme. And his fun fact is probably the most genuine of anyone's in this entire thing. Sam Martin, age 33, question mark. He's definitely got the skill set to take on anyone in this competition. He is a loose cannon, he does have kids, you may see them in the background of the next race. And as a result, he's been sleep deprived for the past four years. Poor Sam. Can you do a bit higher so that camera can see? Like here? Yep. Three, two, one. Perfect, thank you. What will this control this again? <laughs> A to go. A to go. This one to steer. Yeah. Uh, I think it's this trigger to use an item. Okay. You went really patronising. I've never heard that. Or I have. Every week. Why am I at the back? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm top right. So what are some of the most important things when looking after your mental health at work? Communication, I suppose, is a, is a good one. Um, yeah, communication, because then you don't know someone else might be struggling or someone might not know you're struggling. I know, for example, myself, um, I'm good at not lying, but I don't want people to... I don't want to let people down, so I don't want to let them know if... I always think I can do it, so I don't want to say I'm struggling with that. I've got a lot better at that, yeah. but um, yeah, it's one of those things that no one's going to know unless you tell them, and no one's going to tell you unless you ask, so it's quite good that there's quite that good communication here that allows you to do that. And it's good that everyone's so understanding as well, that's a good thing, so communication and understanding. I think in terms of why people don't talk about mental health, I think it's embarrassment, stigmatisation, that kind of feeling that you'll be laughed at or judged or not understood, you know, even even just a lack of understanding. Um, and in terms of other jobs that perhaps haven't worried about mental health, I've definitely worked in those places that people don't notice um, what's going on around them. And, and you know, we've I've lost colleagues um, through that and both times have been male colleagues, you know, and it's, it's that lack of lack of ability to talk about these things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Doing my hardest not to swear. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking a lot. They <laughs> <laughs> did say that we have to watch our language a bit more and I think it is my fault. <laughs> oh, I was in second. Now I'm in fifth. <laughs> That's uh, life in a nutshell. That's um, Got some nice chill music for <laughs> <laughs> This is the music where you're in black and white, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was in second and then someone harassed me at the end. <laughs> Who did the harassing? Come on. Admit <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> you could have some great footage of us yeah, and yeah. then just poo poo in the background. <laughs> There's a bit of one who's caught, they'll just say poo poo. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. I'll swear and it'll just go. Poo -poo. Just use poo poo as the way to censor it. Oh, mine's a 
Oh my god, sorry, I'm not just like. No, no, we're still in the blue world. I've got a shield of bananas. Nothing can touch me. I think kind of I it's a similar answer to Sam. I think communication, I think checking in. Um and I think something that I struggle with I think is initiating and actually asking for the help in the first place. I always think I can do this, I can do this on my own, I don't need help. Um, and then I think I end up putting a lot of pressure on myself and that pressure builds and builds and builds and it kind of gets to a breaking point. Um, and then I think no one notices, but they definitely notice. But I think it always helps when people notice and they say, are you doing okay? And I think I need to talk to them about this. I should stop bottling this in as much and, and the overthinking as well, I think. And so I think the communication helps you to not overthink. It's very easy for me to kind of work on something and think, oh God, this is wrong, this is wrong, I haven't done this. Um, or if this isn't what they want. And then I then say, you know what, I'm just gonna show it to them and actually see what they think. And they go, yeah, that's good. And I'm like, oh, what was I worried about? You know, like, so yeah. I find that as well, like bouncing off people out loud helps a lot. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's very easy for me to get in my head. So communicating with people and getting that reassurance and that feedback and the support as well, feeling supported um, and feeling like you can have that kind of, as you say, bouncing off of each other, not being worried about, you know, talking to each other I guess I don't know sounds weird yeah. cool. <laughs> having more laid-back events like this you get to actually spend time with your co-workers as friends rather than co-workers and you you almost like see a different side to them I know myself personally I always try and be a professional and I think sometimes I forget to be Noah and <laughs> just relax a bit and be a friend as well as a co-worker so I do think events like this are really important come on now you got this Oh god, no, oh god. No. Wait, who's gonna get, who's gonna get, oh, yes! <laughs> what a Fifth again. Absolutely wrong. From first to fourth on the final corner. I went from eighth to fifth. I'm happy with that. How was the race for you, Sam? So you seem to be very in control of your your vehicle the whole time and you looked very professional. (laughs) Uh, Slow and steady doesn't win the race. (laughs) Clearly. You seem a bit sad about it. I'm just very tired. <laughs> Noah. Hello. Um, I first have to compliment you on your move. Um, um, was it Rue? I think it was the Rue little, right at the end. The little, little manoeuvre. Yeah, yeah. That was textbook. It was it was a beautiful move. Thank have you. Have you got any further thoughts on it and how, how you pulled that off? Um, I can't reveal my secrets. That's that's all I can say. I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I take take this very seriously. I have a reputation that I need to hold up. It was pretty incredible, wouldn't you agree? I, I don't think I have any words. Because it, it was so just, good? It was so good, yeah. Speechless. Speechless. Yeah. <laughs> Speechless. Yep. yep. Cool. <laughs> Speechless. I went from being in second to down in fifth. And yeah, then the next one I was then from eighth up to fifth. 
at the end of the day, you can only do what you can do. <laughs> sometimes your best just isn't good enough. And sometimes your best is good enough. And you get blue shelled on the final corner. There's nothing much me. more to say about it. <laughs> I feel like I've been stabbed in the back by both of my colleagues. I um, the blue shell bit. <laughs> I thought we were friends. That's all I'm going to say on that. I'm fairly happy, yeah. Um, I managed to do some, some sick manoeuvres, so that's always good. <laughs> may, may have lost lost a friend but you know it's a small cost really isn't it uh, yeah small yeah. price to pay there's a bit of a war of words going on there i'm sure they'll patch things up eventually so congrats to curtis heather and noah you were the three grand champions let's hand over to niall and noah of a different time for the outro he's off on an adventure <laughs> oh my god that nearly hit me in the <gasps> what was that that was an acorn <laughs> There's a squirrel planning your demise somewhere. <laughs> Take it back, squirrel. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> well, there we have it. That was um, that was an experience, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you put tape and Mario Kart together in in one room. Still trying to work on my friendship with Sam and Rue. They're uh, still not talking to me. Mm. Um, yeah. I heard that you gave Sam a gift the other day to try and make up for it. Yeah, it was kind of like a peace offering, you know, yeah. after everything that happened. I, I got him this really nice fruit bowl. Um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, but he had one look at the bananas and then just started crying. Oh. Um, so oh, yeah. I tried. But you basically are a winner as well, I think. You, the winner? The winner. If we can have a winner. Well, I, know that's fair. I think the winners all now have to go against each other and decide who the true champion is. Yeah. You're the last one standing. You're the only one here for the outro, so I think that. Therefore, you. I win. <laughs> it was really nice to see everyone come together for something that wasn't work-related and was just like a we're going to sit down, have a silly games tournament, and what came out of it was just such a nice evening of just seeing everyone just unwind a little bit, mm. and you could see some walls kind of getting broken down a little bit. Um, so that was really nice to see. Yeah, it's a different side of everyone. Yes. And hopefully it opens the door to do this kind of thing in the future yes do it in your workplace too <laughs> yes <laughs> um yeah thank you very much for watching everyone and we'll all hail our grand champion noah <laughs> like we should just both do that like beow, beow. as a little mario kart like sound effects <laughs> bye <laughs>